right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me, today is Mr. Jake Peters, the one and only. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 191. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I got to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. And if you want, go and visit us on Twitter at PS This Is Awesome and Tumblr, PS This Is Awesome.tumblr.com. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And don't forget, as always, you can write the show at psthisisawesome at gmail.com. And don't forget to share the show with all your friends. It's how we build our community. So be sure to leave comments and rate the podcast on your preferred streaming platform as you see fit. And as a reminder, uh, we do do this as a video podcast as well, which you can tune in and watch whenever you prefer. Maybe when you're making cookies or whatever you're doing this uh, this Halloween. As, uh, and then for new and or longtime listeners, we now have a Patreon. You can support the show at the $1 level called the One and Only $1 Club. Head over to patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome. Become a $1 patron and get your free die cut stickers, which I have still sitting here on my desk trying to get rid of some of these. So, uh, Jake, you still need to get one. But yeah, make sure you do that. And uh, for a dollar a month, that's less than, I don't know what that is, less than what? It's less than everything. Everything costs more than a dollar these days. Except for maybe, there is a machine here uh, in town that takes 50 cents for a Pepsi or a Coke or a root beer or a Mountain Dew. And it's right, real close to where I work. And I've literally left the house because all I wanted was a can of soda and I didn't want to buy a two liter for the house where I've driven to that machine and put 50 cents in and got a Coke. Dude, what a good feeling that is. So for the cost of two cokes from that machine, you can you can uh, you can be a patron of the show every month and help support our podcast. Jake, how are you doing today? Uh, good. I'm tired. I've been working pretty much twelve hour days consistently for the past couple uh, of weeks, so I'm a little worn out. But other than that. Doing pretty good. Yeah. Yourself? Good. Yeah, man, I'm good. One of my land just practice. We have a our first show and only show all year is October 30th. And uh, actually, we have another one booked after that in December, but it's our only show so far this year. So we've been working so hard on our new record that we forgot how to play our last two albums, any of the songs on them. Like, we didn't forget, but they're really rusty. So we've been trying to crunch. And then I'm going on a vacation here. Um, Friday, uh, Thursday night, I'm actually leaving. I'm going to go catch Lucero Friday in North Carolina. And I'm going to see John Moreland on Sunday in North Carolina. And then I'm going to hang out for a week and drive back and then get dumped on at work for the next six weeks. So that is... I'm doing well, though. Yeah, so this room that I'm sitting in is our music studio, and it smells like a bunch of dude sweat. And uh, I'm not very excited about that. But I did light a candle. I have a spiced apple, uh, great value candle right here, lit, and it's uh, fumigating the room in a, in a positive way. So it's spreading its good odors, you know. I will say this, though, before we get on with the show. If any listeners at all are invested or know how or are into 3D printing, reach out to me. I just bought a 3D printer, actually. I got a resin printer, and those things are super high quality, but they're also a little a little toxic, so you got to know how to deal with them. But did a lot of research, and uh, they were running a deal over on Amazon for the El- Elegoo uh, Mars Pro 2, and I've been using like a slicer and uh, programming stuff on my spare time and learning how to build supports and do all this stuff to make little miniatures and fun, fun little things. And I just thought, like, man, I've, I've always had my eye on 3D printers, and I always thought it'd be kind of cool to have one. And I know it's not as simple as the, you know, the cleanup process is a bitch, the, the whole the cost of getting started is a bitch, if you want a decent machine. And then if you want one that has, like, really high fidelity that's going to print, like, good quality, like, miniatures for, like, board gaming and stuff, it's only going to be able to print, like, 6 by 5 by 5 maybe, you know, like a cube that, that big total. And uh, it gets a little confusing and not confusing, but like, you know, there are practical things that I would like to print, you know, but I can't on this one. So we'll see if I like it. And my goal is to just print off a ton of miniatures and uh, paint them this winter. So that's my plan because I really enjoyed doing that this past year uh, and I'm getting into it. And I thought it'd be kind of a cool little hobby to pick up and learn how to do. So, Jake, do you have any experience with 3D printing? Are you actually designing no, models yourself no. or are you just stealing other people's stuff? No, 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 not stealing. So they, what's really cool is they have these, 
pay, Patreon. We talked about Patreon earlier in the show. They have Patreons for companies that are like for ten dollars this month you can get 75 miniatures you know and you just you can just jump in and jump out and then get all the stl files and slice them and make them yourself and print them you know for 10 bucks to get that many miniatures is like unheard of and granted you have the upfront cost of buying the machine and all the supplies to do it and then the risk of having print failures when you print these things you know if you don't support them right and stuff you could you know and it takes the the build time, the print time on these things has been reduced considerably. It used to take like a whole day to print something, you know. And now, like you can get, you can print like a really high quality miniature. And then, depending on how you set up your bed, you can have min- more than one miniature on a on a plate. But if you just for one print, you can pretty much do miniatures in about two and a half three hours, which is pretty awesome. Um, which is actually really cool. So. Yeah, and I got this water-soluble uh, resin. So, yeah, I'm going to dive into this and see how it works. I, I started, you know, my mind started going crazy. So, not to get too crazy about it, but I found this program that was bought out by Epic Games, this company. And they're called, this is game-related, called Rea- uh, Create Reality. And they're using photogrammetry. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's when you take multiple photos of, of an object. And you can scan it like the the program turns it into a 3d file that you can like look at three-dimensionally it's it's think of like maybe what google street view does you know what i mean but on a way more sophisticated level so i was watching this video where this guy uh essentially what the hell did he do he did he did something with a video game character and it was it was interesting, and he was able to take like like I think what you could probably now it gets a little confusing because with video with video games it's a little different because you're not using actual some games might actually have focal di- but when you take a screenshot it doesn't save like the focal distance and on, on you know all that stuff like and and these programs use that stuff sometimes to recreate these 3D images but what's interesting is so I had this great idea because some of these programs now any create only runs on Windows, and I only have a Mac, but what you can do is you can take a video file, throw it into any create, and as long as you're taking the video and you're going around your subject, it will it takes a while, but it will compile a 3D render of what you videoed. It just uses algorithms and does it, right? Now it might need a little cleanup or whatever. If any create's not free, it's kind of expensive. But how fucking dope would it be if like you're playing like Uncharted, or you're playing, and you could like, like rip, like a, th- like a do like photo mode, like of Nathan Drake, like shooting a fucking gun, looking badass, right? And then do snap into photo mode, do a video of you in photo mode with a camera going all over them, export it, send it into any create, have it create an object file, it's a three D object file, and send it to a slicer, as in, and, and then have that export as an STL that you could print on your three D printer. It'd be fucking awesome if you could recreate your video game characters and shit like your custom characters like i can have like my fred oakman guy from mlb the show it'd be so awesome but i i'm not there and i'm probably never gonna get there because it's way over my head but i think it's a possibility and maybe down the future they'll do something that's a little more easier and because what i did was i, I looked up because i remember there was a rumor that you could sculpt stuff in vr and dreams and then they were talking about the possibility of being able to 3D print your sculptures from dreams. So then I looked, that's what it was. And then I looked it up and then some guy was like, oh, you can, but you can't. You know, you got to circle your thing and videotape this and, you know, do this and export to any create. And he did this whole thing. And it, it was really fucking cool, man. But he clearly knew what he was doing. Like, that was his that was his thing. Like, my thing is music. You know what I mean? So, but his thing is this and it's a possible thing. So it, it got me kind of excited. And then the artist, uh, Mike Fritz, who did uh, – I'm sure he doesn't mind me dropping his name because he's super talented and uh, he does contract artwork all the time. But he did the album cover for My Gasoline Heart. He is a phenomenal artist. So I told him I got I got this uh, Mars Pro 2 and he was like, oh my god, you did it. Like he's writing me back. He goes, I can't fucking wait, man. He goes, if I ever come to town, I got to see how it works. And you know, there's tons of videos on this thing. But it's interesting because he's got all these miniatures and he's a fantastic artist and his stuff looks like it's like it's like man people could people would buy his little miniatures for like 30 40 bucks a piece easy like he's he's amazing 
But uh, yeah, he. W- I, I was telling him about this f- photogrammetry or whatever this thing was, and imp- important things, and slicing, you know, my own cre- creations of video game. He's like, dude. He goes, first, you just need to learn how to like print the sample thing and make sure like you don't get print failures, and then down the road maybe. He's like, I don't want to discourage you, but you need to take it slow with this shit because it's not as easy as it you would think. So I'm excited to dive into it. So that's kind of my new. My new thing, and, and you know how I get, man. I get super hot on something, and then I cool back down and pick something else. But this was something I've been eyeing up for the last, like, four or five months that I've really been curious about. So, anyways, I, mm. yeah. So, I don't know. Something. I, we got to think of a way to utilize it, though. Some, something cool. Like, you know, you could design shit if you knew, you know, getting a Tinkercad. Tinkercad's a free program online. Or, you know, you use Blender. Blender's free, and it's confusing as shit. But I'm not an artist. Like, I can't. I'm not good at drawing. I'm not good at... If I were, I would be making all kinds of cool shit in my spare time. I'd be trying to, at least. I'm not... Stick stick figures about as good as I can do, you know? (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, there's a guy I work with who does CAD work for us. And uh, that's one of the things he does. And, like, we were doing this project where he made this... We made this big, like mechanical structure <laughs> and like the size of a car. Oh my gosh. And when he was doing like the CAD for it, he was using AutoCAD or Inventor to do it. Yeah. And he took the models from AutoCAD, shrunk them down and printed it out on his 3D printer. So he has like this little Mini like version. hamburger sized version of it on his desk with like a lid that opens and oh, closes. That's so and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But he knows how to do 3D modeling and all that kind of stuff as part of you know, doing uh, 3D CAD work. So mm-hmm. it's basically, I mean, 3D CAD and and uh, and like 3D modeling are basically the same thing. It's just you know, one software is geared towards art and animation, and the other is geared towards like technical specification. So, mm-hmm. but they're basically the same thing. Yeah, it's like Adobe Photoshop versus Adobe InDesign, right? It's like you have this great tool set. <laughs> one's better at one thing over the other and they can kind of both overlap a little bit that's interesting man yeah so i'm real excited but of course when it ships i'm going to be down in north carolina so i'm not gonna be able to screw around with this probably for a while and and the safety implications of this it, it's it's a little it's a little not unsettling but it's just you know you got to be super safe with this stuff especially the liquid resin because it's it's poisonous um, but yeah, you, gotta, well, don't, you just don't stick it in your mouth. Yeah. I get a ventilator, you know, one of these, I got one of those masks. I got the special filters on it and stuff. And you know, I, yeah, you don't eat it. They say if it touches your skin, it can, you can develop some crazy reactions to it and stuff. So you got to wear like the nit- nitro gloves, gloves or whatever, the non latex gloves when you handle it and stuff and resin it can't be washed down the drain. So you have to like have a container for it when you rinse off your models. And then, then when you print them, you got to cure them with UV light and stuff. So that's, it's a it's a fucking operation, but it's something I'm really interested in. So we'll see how it goes. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, man, um, let's get into some game talk. Uh, I beat Kena or Kenna. Sorry, one character in the game does call her Kena. I beat Kenna Bridge of Spirits, and for anybody interested, I did put up a takeaway video. Uh, it's more of a review. It's about eight minutes long, up on our YouTube channel, and. I'm not going to talk too much about it on the show, so if you want to hear about my opinion of the game, uh, pretty much generally good, um, you can check that out on a YouTube channel. And I'm still playing Darkest Dungeon, and in one of my recent dungeon crawls, three of my four best characters were wiped by a boss, and uh, I almost lost them all. My last character had two hit points left. And it was just a gamble whether the enemy got to go first or I got to go first. And they gave me the first try, and uh, I was able to put them out. Um, but I got I got a trophy. It was called like Last One Standing or something, or an achievement or something because it was on Steam. I, I have I have two different versions of the game going at once, so I'm really into this game. By the way, if you like <laughs> Darkest Dungeon, there is a Kickstarter. Mythic Games has a board game called. They have the license for Darkest Dungeon. It plays a lot like the video game. But the entry fee's a hundred bucks. But you get a million miniatures, and it looks really fucking cool. I almost did it, and I was like, no, no. I just bought a three D printer. I don't need to buy another game. I'm not even gonna have any friends to play it with. So, um, 
<laughs> that's not entirely true, but um, more so, it's a, it's an issue of not having time to, to dive into those things. So I tried to coax my brother into getting it. But if you like Darkest Dungeon, the, they they have a ship date because the the Kickstarter has been going on for a year and a half now, or it's been going on for a long time. The ship anticipated ship date on the site is November, so they're still they're taking late pledges. So if you want to jump on there, spend a hundred bucks, get the game. Um, you should it should ship to you hopefully by the end of the year, and you won't have to have waited a year and a half like a lot of people. So that's cool. They're taking late pledges, and it's never going to go retail. They said it's just this is the only way to get it. So I'm sure it'll be worth something. So that's kind of cool, but yeah, I lost all my characters. Um, that game's super intense and frustrating, but I, I still love it. Jake, have you been playing anything? Diablo 2. Yeah, that's right. You yeah, I, yeah, I uh, I beat um, Psychonauts. I finished that up and basically jumped into Diablo 2. I figured it would be a good kind of gateway game um, while I wait for Far Cry 6 to come out, which it comes out in a couple days. Mm. So um, that's going to be the next game that I pick up. But uh, yeah, I mean, the more I play Diablo 2, the more I'm uh, more I'm into it, just getting back into where I was 20 years ago. But uh, it's good. It's really hard. It's a lot harder than I remember it being, but it's awesome. It's, it's much... It's basically one of my biggest disappointments about Diablo three, other than the fact that they just like, they just like made it super complicated and they made it easier, but it's like they added all this like modern, uh, multiplayer stuff to it where there's all the, all this like end game shit that like, I don't care about. And, but, uh, but they made the art style like super cartoony and kind of derpy looking. And Diablo 2 was like very, very gothic and dark looking. I remember that, yeah. And and the 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 uh the remake of the graphics is basically like they remade them, but they still did them in that gothic old style. And it just looks so good compared to Diablo three, in my opinion. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan um, of the graphics in Diablo three when you when you and I were playing it, but yeah, no, I don't. I mean, the game is really fun. Like, I like playing the game, but yeah, I don't. I don't really care that much for the graphics and stuff. So it's it's cool to get back into Diablo two or yeah, Diablo two, and kind of get back into that world. And that's kind of what they did with uh, that game, Path of Exile. Um, was supposed to be almost like a throwback to Diablo 2 whenever it came out after Diablo 3 came out and everyone was like, mm, about Diablo 3 and the graphics and the new kind of direction and stuff. So they yeah. made Path of Exile, which has got that gothic style and everything. Um, and, you know, gothic, or Path of Exile was good, but like kind of the way that it played and sort of the the economy of the game and stuff, I didn't really like all that much. So I'm glad to get back into Diablo 2 and... I've been talking with one of my coworkers about it. He's super into it. So um, <laughs> there's a lot about the game that like, I didn't even know just because like when I was playing it, I was a lot younger and I didn't dig that deep into it. You know, I just had fun playing it. Like yeah. I didn't look up like how to do all the crazy fucking rune words and shit to get all these like special, all the special gear that like the game doesn't tell you how to do. You just got to figure it out. And like, it's, there's a lot more to it than, than I remember. So, yeah. but it's also a lot simpler than Diablo three. So it's, it's, it's kind of nice to just jump in and play. And, uh, but yeah, I'm really excited to jump into far cry six. I might wait until after I get, I'm going on, a work trip next week. I might wait till after I get back from that just so I don't like start it. And then I'm gone for four days and then I come back to it. So, um, I might wait till next, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend to pick it up. But I don't know. I might not be able to wait. I might pick it up and play it this weekend. I just hate like, like starting something and then sitting, sitting it down for a week and then coming back to it. Oh yeah. That's trying so to remember where the fuck I was and like all this stuff. And I'm sure like, you know, far cry six probably isn't going to have like this ultra deep story and like everything. I mean, it'll have a good story, but like it's an open world, like crazy first person shooter romp. So, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I'm excited to play it. And, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I might, 
I might pre-order it just so I can get that fucking Macarena disc launcher. <laughs> but I don't know if you saw the preview no, video for that. No. It's like a it's a gun that shoots CDs and this the CDs play like the Macarena and shit when you shoot it like it just like plays into the craziness that can happen and cuz the Far Cry games are really serious but just just wild shit happens in the world all the time like like you'll be you know, fighting an enemy and then all of a sudden like a tiger will come out of nowhere and start mauling the <laughs> bad guys just because like they just happen to be walking by mm-hmm. or like it's just it's kind of like it's almost Grand Theft Auto-ish in that way, but much more serious and much more like uh, the tone of the game know. is more serious. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And it's it's not as like off the charts as like a Just Cause or a, a Grand Theft Auto, but I don't know. I'm really excited for it. But yeah, that's all I've been playing really is Diablo 2. Yeah. I've been playing quite a bit of it. I don't know. I've been capturing some videos, so I might do something Ooh, for it you should. whenever I'm done with it. You should. Yeah. Uh, better late than never, I say. The more content on that YouTube channel, the better. Big shout out. We had a listener give us a shout out for uh, podcast day. So thank you for doing that. Um, I don't know the Twitter handle. I'm not going to say your name out of respect for you, but we do. We did see it. And we appreciate it. So thank you for doing that, and uh, we were in good company, I must say. So that's good that we have some listeners. Um, you know, a lot of people don't write into the show, and I'm always posting on the day that we go to record, Jake, if there's anybody that wants us to talk about anything specific. Now, granted, we don't have a huge Twitter following. We have, I think we only have on Twitter because we, we don't usually use it. I think we only have like 100 followers, which is like nothing, but they're honest. You know, there there are people who actually followed us, not because we followed somebody else, but... Um, yeah, no, no one responded. So it is what it is. So if you guys want to interact with the show, you can. So we appreciate the shout out on Twitter. Uh, thank you very much. It's crazy that we have 192 episodes now. That's exciting. When we get to 200, we should probably try to do something fun. Our 100th episode. So this is 191. Oh, is it? That's what it says on the dock. Yeah, it must be 191. Yeah, it's 191. Damn it, I'm jumping the gun. But I, I do want to. Well, in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. That'll be 200. Yeah, we should figure something out. Maybe we'll do like a top list or... I don't sound like I said top list. Maybe we'll do like a top list or we'll do like... Uh, I would love if we had an uh, a more... So the, the fact that our listeners don't write us makes me think that they just agree with everything we have to say. Like they, they, they have nothing to, to input. They just accept the show for what it is and they're like, yeah, all right, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, by all means, write in if you have anything, any ideas for show 200. But, yeah, it, it's interesting. It's so strange. We've been doing this for so long, and there, we have such – we used to get people writing in. But I'm looking at the stats, and we do have people that listen. So we know you're out there. So please, please write us. we got a big 200 show coming on. We've been doing this for over 10 years now, probably, I think. I don't know. I've been doing this podcast a long time. Granted, it's been intermittent. But uh, what I was, yeah. yeah, where I was going with this, and I think that's all our fault. I mean, had we had we stuck it out like every week, like we planned, it would be probably because we started at a perfect premium premium time, and I think we caught a lot of people right right from the get go because we were doing something kind of fresh. But there's a lot of PlayStation podcasts now. But I guess the thing of it is, is where I was going was I am going on a vacation, so I don't know when episode 192 is going to get recorded. So if you're listening and it doesn't show up, and granted, we're a couple days late. We try to do this every Monday, a couple days late on this one, and I would imagine uh, I'm going to be gone all next week. Um, not going to be able to record, and we didn't take the time to record an episode in advance to air it for you guys because we don't really care about you. So I guess that's just where it's at. So if you if you want to stay subscribed, uh, you might see that there's an episode that appears to have not loaded. It's just because I'm on vacation. And when I get back between recording drums for One Up by Land and uh, getting called back into the office that I work at, uh, being the opener Opening supervisor, I'm going to have to go in at like 7.15 in the morning, which is early for me, and I'm not stoked on that. We will find a way to record episode 192 and get it to you as soon as we can. So it is it is on its way, but it will not be timely. So that's your warning. But let's get into the news, Jacob. Welcome to the PS This Is Awesome Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman. 
And I'm Jake Peters. And we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our 10th year. Our first episode aired in July of 2012, where we discussed and speculated on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show. And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, podcasting, and Patreon... P.S. This is awesome. Big news! We finally got the long-awaited confirmation... As Sony announced their acquisition of Bluepoint Games. Bluepoint, of course, is a studio behind the amazing remakes, remasters of Demon Souls, the Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection, Shadow of the Colossus. Jake, what do you think Bluepoint is working on now? Because the rumors are that they're working on a brand new title, not a remake. But I saw a Twitter post today from one Colin Moriarty, because I follow him, and he said on his Twitter that... Through the grapevine, essentially, now I'm paraphrasing, that Blue Point is headed to, and then whatever the hell the name of uh, the place for Bloodborne, I think, is. Um, I don't know. I'm trying From to, software? Yeah, hold on. Let me see. What did? Where did he tweet this? I'm looking right now, and I don't see it. Maybe he got yelled at. <laughs> Maybe he got yelled at. <laughs> he did post something that he had heard that, that Blue Point was... Here, I'm hearing through the grapevine, Bluepoint may be on a journey to Yarnum, which I believe Yarnum is. Oh, you're talking about the, the destination in the game. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Yarn, Yarnum is the city from Bloodborne. Yeah, so he tweeted that. Now, we all know these game industry people have connections. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a bold thing to come out and say when you have as many followers as he does. I mean, I don't want to see a remake of Bloodborne. I want to see something else, man. I want to see fucking Resistance or like a new IP. The rumors were that they were working on a new IP. Could they very well be working on two games? Have they been working on Bloodborne since Demon Souls? I don't know. What do you think they're doing, man? Um, well, two things. They could be working on two things, two games. Um, but First thing is that a remake of Bloodborne will sell way more than a remake of Resistance. So if they're oh, going to yeah, do that, sure. I'm not surprised. Uh, and That's all I want, though. <laughs> but it could be that you know it could be that they're doing both, which would be awesome because you know I don't know that Blue Point has ever really plied their you know their talent in that way before, but. Uh, you know, typically they do kind of remasters and remakes. That's kind of been their shtick, and I know that they like doing that. Um, and I don't know if they've ever really even expressed interest in doing a unique new IP. Uh, but I'd like to see what they can come up with. That said, I want to know personally what took them so fucking long to announce this. I wonder if, like, they were having – there was, like, a – there was, like, like a tough negotiation to get them on board and like, cause if it was that they were waiting for the right time, like this is such a random fucking time to announce that, you know, you acquired blue point. Like I would have thought that would have been a perfect thing for the showcase because blue pit blue point is a big studio for Sony to acquire in terms of like some of the more recent successful games that they've, they've had. Got so a I lot don't of know why. Too. 
Yeah. So I don't know why they didn't announce it at the showcase if they weren't like, unless they weren't ready. And if they weren't ready to announce it, why is that? Is it because of the, maybe the negotiations were sort of taken longer than Sony expected. Um, but I mean, all in all, it really doesn't matter. I am kind of curious how much it costs Sony uh, just because, you know, when Insomniac was inquired, acquired, it was like 220 some million dollars or something like that. And at the time, everyone was like, oh, that's expensive. That's expensive. But since then, everyone's <laughs> like, holy shit, that's a fucking steal. Look at how much money compared to like, yeah, com- com- like basically levied against what they've made since then. With a and then also, if you compare that to like Microsoft's acquisitions with like Bethesda and stuff, how much they paid for that, it looks like, you know, pennies on a dollar. So I'm curious how much they paid for blue point. And if they paid, if, if they paid around the same amount or more for blue point than they did for insomniac, because the value of studios is so much higher now than it was a few years ago because of COVID more people are playing games. Like all this stuff is going on new console generations. Everybody's valuation is up right now. So I'm curious what it ended up being just just from a curiosity perspective, I think no matter what, it's a good thing for Sony, even if they spent, you know, $300 million on them or something, but like, uh, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. I would love to see, it would be cool to see them bang out something like a, like a resistance or like, a uh, trying to think of what else they could do. Like a Jack and Daxter. I, I know people want that. I don't know if I really care that much about it, but like, but like, uh, you know they could do, they could do a number of things. I don't know if they've ever done a first-person shooter. That might be interesting for them. But uh, I think that Bloodborne is like such a the no-brainer that it's really not going to be a shock whenever they announce that one. What studio was doing Knights so, of the Old Republic? What studio was that? They announced that is. Uh, oh fuck! What are they called? Not Purple Lab. What? They did. They did another re. They did another um, uh, another uh, like remaster of Star Wars port recently. God, I can't remember what the, what studio um, that was. But I'm trying to think. Kotor Remake Studio, Aspire. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see what Blue Point is doing. I think that's that's. It's big news, it's good news, but it's not surprising news. No, it's not surprising, but it's big. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 now it was all but confirmed and now it's confirmed. Yeah. It happened. So, yeah, I, I I you make a good point. I would like to know what they paid. Do I care really? No, I'm just curious like you. I guess I didn't even think about that till you brought it up. Yeah, I wonder what that cost. I don't know if it was much of a negotiation issue as maybe you know, when you're, when you're PR and when you're doing stuff for a company and you're in marketing, right, mainly marketing, you have a timeline here to here. And you probably have markers. Like, we got to do something between here and here. We got to announce something here and here. We got to do something here and here. We got to do something here and here. We got to make sure that we are showing that there's momentum with our company, right? So it could have been a sealed deal in it could very well just be that they just wanted to wait until they didn't have anything to say so that they could say this you know it's it's curious I'm, it is a weird it's a weird thing um, they even had like a little little video Herman Holst I think said some stuff it was interesting but anyways let's move on to the next the next news point shall we First screen capture from The Last of Us HBO series was shown. It's literally the backs of Joel, uh, Pedro Pascal, and the girls playing Ellie. Um, I believe she was the the girl from Game of Thrones. And it's just their backs. And it looked fine. I mean, it looked like it could have been a shot from the video game. Now, we did hear recently that Neil Druckmann is going to be directing this. You heard that, right, Jake? Um, I don't know if I heard, I knew he was writing it, but I didn't know he was actually directing it. Let me double check. Let me fact check myself. Um, I haven't really been following it all that much. So, 
you know, that doesn't mean it's not true. I'm checking right now. But what did you look at the photo? What did you think of the photo? Um, I think that everything in the foreground looks good. I'm worried about how much CG they're going to shove into this, though, with that, like, plane on the fucking hill. It, like, you know, kind of looks a little CG. Like, obviously, that's not real. You know, they they put that in there. So, I mean, I'm sure it'll look fine. But, like, I hope they don't rely a lot on CG to bring The Last of Us game world to life. Like, I don't want to see any CG bloaters and shit like that. Or, like, you know, you know, like, when you see, like, under-budget sci-fi movies and, like, everything in the background all is CG. CG. Like, I hate that shit. Like I, like, I don't mind it if it's, like, a movie from 20 years ago or if it's, like, a, like a B-movie or, like, a lower-budget thing. But this is, like, an HBO, like, multi-million dollar... Like, didn't they say it was going to cost, like, $10 million an episode or something yeah, for this? Yeah, I don't know. I can't confirm. Which I don't is, know. Which is, like, absolutely asinine. If it's going to cost that much money, like... You know, I hope that they do a good job with it. Or if they do CG, like, I want it to be the best fucking CG on the planet. Because like, if the video game looks better than the fucking TV show, I'm going to be pissed. It won't. I, I saw a tweet. I don't know who tweeted it, but it was a couple cars. You know, like, when in the, you're playing The Last of Us, how the cars are all rusted and, and gross looking, windshields broken and stuff. It was, like, yeah. this really wide shot. And the the tweet was something. I don't know if this is even true. It could have been a joke, but it was like I didn't realize they were shooting some of The Last of Us in Edmonton, and it was actual <laughs> it was actual cars on like the city streets, but they just look like shit. And it looked like there's a camera crew and stuff. So I think a lot of this stuff is going to be on set. You know, a lot of the effects are going to be real effects. But so I'm looking on comic like practical. Yeah, yeah. Comic book. I mean, I th- I think, but other than that, like like I said, I think the screenshot, like the look of Joel and Ellie from the back and everything, looks, looks good. I I don't know, you know, what they're going to look like, you know, from the front. Obviously, you see <laughs> their faces. Why they and didn't stuff. show you, us because they didn't want the you, backlash. You you know you you have to I mean you know what the characters look like they can only do so much makeup on oh, them Jesus. Or the, the actors right yeah when when they when they released the first uh, photos of Henry Cavill as Geralt from uh, The Witcher his hair was so fucking bad they're like the whole community was like no no you cannot have his hair like that. it looks like shit and they were like oh yeah they, like after the fact like they, they you know talking to some of the set designers and the director and stuff they they thought they kind of had nailed it right and then they're like oh then you know after we got the criticism we realized that no we can do better so the person who made like Geralt's wig then comes on the documentary or whatever and she's like yeah i painstakingly put every little piece of hair on this thing to make it you know and it and it shows it looks good his wig looks good now anyway so i'm on google.com the last was creator neil druckman will i uh, not google.com comicbook.com sorry neil druckman will serve as director on hbo tv series so they only pulled this because apparently there is a listing and it says, let me see here, um, mention, this is from comicbook.com directly, mentioned in a new document from DGC, Directors Guild of Canada, which would make sense if they're filming in Edmonton. Uh, Druckmann was mentioned as a director for The Last of Us. While specifics regarding how many episodes he might direct weren't given, his name was mentioned alongside Craig Mazin, Peter Hoar, and Kentamir Balagov, and someone else that I can't pronounce, as some of the other directors that will be rotating in throughout the course of the series. So, if you know anything, we know the Walking Dead video game series had multiple directors per each um, video game episode. They do this with series shows. Game of Thrones had different directors. The I think The Witcher had one main director, but I think they had The Mandalorian had different directors for each episode. So it's kind of interesting. Maybe he's just going to come in for a one-off just to put his put his little stamp on it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised if they let him do like the pilot or something like that. You know, just to kind of yeah, 
launch the show or whatever, or maybe like the season finale or something. But yeah, it's, it's incredibly common for a TV show to have like every single episode have a different director. Right. And, or, you know, like maybe one director will stay for a couple episodes if there's like a story arc that like stretches through a couple episodes or something. But like, yeah, it's not uncommon for them to do that. And I would be surprised. I would be shocked if Neil Druckmann did every single episode, but I wouldn't, I think it would be cool to let him do like, you know, one or two just to see if, see what he does on that stage. Yeah. That's cool to, to think that, you know, because obviously, you know, the stuff with video games is so very calculated and you can literally bend the actors and stuff and the actresses and, and the animations to exactly what you want. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how he works with, you know, granted they have, you know, obviously they have uh, mocap and stuff, video games, but it's probably similar because it gives them a lot of directions. But I think when they go down and they start doing the game stuff, if they don't like where Troy Baker put his fucking elbow, can they just move it? Like they can probably just grab it and move it. Like, ah, I'm sure. I don't like where his elbow's at. Let's just tweak this perfectly so it's, you know what I mean? So yeah. not being able to have that much control, I wonder how he how he handles it. Hopefully he does well. It's, it's obviously something he's got a talent for, so directing. Um, moving forward, Alan Wake Remaster. It's coming out. Uh, comes out tomorrow. Well, it comes out today if you're listening to this on Wednesday. We're recording this on Tuesday. It comes out 10 5 Apparently, there, there is some game capture running uh, floating around right now in 4K, and it looks really nice. I believe Push Square already has a review up that indicate that the story is really great, but the combat is mind-numbing. Like, it's just it just didn't age well, the combat. But they said it looks good, and the story is good, so that's interesting. Interesting review. I've never played it, so I don't, I don't even know... I think it's a great game, but it's yeah. been a long time since I've played it. Like, it has this really cool mechanic where there are these, like, shadow guys. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's like you're in this fucking nightmare. It's, it's, it's the story is awesome. Yeah. Um, but, like, they're, when they're, like, dark, like, they're, like, covered in shadows, they're, like, really hard to kill. Mm. So the easiest way to kill them is you have a flashlight that you can shine on them and you can actually like kind of blow the shadows away by shining a flashlight on them and it makes them more vincible and you can use your guns to kill them easier. Yeah. Like it's a, it's an interesting mechanic um, that cool. before that you didn't really see, you know, it was, it was kind of unique for the time and I'd be curious to try and play it again. I don't know um, when I would get to it. It might be kind of a fun like Halloween game, but like uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right, move forward. Video game publisher, I believe it's Bandai. It might be Bondi, but it's Bandai Namco uh, in a strange maneuver has decided to do some rebranding. So their former logo is no longer going to be used. Instead, the company has decided to move forward with a logo that looks like a speech bubble. I personally couldn't care less. That's- but I agree with the internet. It looks uh, I, it looks like shit, and I like the old logo better. They went on to just explain that Bandai and Namco were two separate companies, so the former logo was the melding of the two companies together. It's supposed to represent that, and now if it's in one speech bubble, it means that they, they're now they're now together, they're now one, you know, and moving forward or something. I don't know. Is I this is a publisher that has a very very long I don't know lineage of video games with this logo. And again, like it's essentially unimportant, but why companies decide to rebrand when they've got something already that's recognizable is weird. I guess they just decide that they want to do it because they feel like it's a fresh start. I don't know. I don't like the new logo. Did you see it? It looks like shit. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 It looks bad. It's, it's, I, why is it a speech bubble? (laughs) Like what the fuck? Like, are they, are they like. Because it's not like, as far as I know, like they're not big in like the chat space. Yeah, they're not a phone like, it company. Looks like, it looks, yeah, it looks like they're like it looks like now they're like you know they're gonna be doing stuff in like the iMessage, you know, like or or like a Discord or something yeah, like yeah. that. Like I don't understand. Like you can rebrand 
and use like the same like an homage to the old logo but make it modern like companies we do did, that we all did the that time. with our logo yeah 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 like i don't understand yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if this gets reversed at some point just because like it just <laughs> it, it it looks Stupid. It I mean, does. It the color, look, the colors aren't should, good either, though. It's like the speech bubble is like white, and there's some pink in there. White and pink, yeah. like black. It says Bandai Namco. I think is in black. I can't remember exactly, but it's just so generic looking. Like I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. It doesn't I even mean, look clean. It, it, it doesn't look. Let me say this: the logo doesn't look bad. It just doesn't look like it belongs with the company and what they do. Like it doesn't make sense. Like I don't understand. You know, like maybe if instead of being a speech bubble, because it's got like this weird sharp edge that makes it look like the, you know, the point of a speech bubble, you know, like if they did like that logo, but maybe they made it symmetrical. So it almost kind of looked like a controller or something like that would be like a little bit more sort of on brand, but like, (laughs) dude, I don't know what the fuck's going on with this logo. Honestly, it doesn't even look like a logo. It just looks like a speech bubble and someone wrote Bandai Namco in it. It's not even a fucking logo, really. It's just a speech bubble with their name in it. It's not a fucking logo. <laughs> yeah, they they would have been better off just making it a, a pink rectangle yeah. as opposed to having Anything. that little speech I, bubble The colors part. don't really bother uh, me, really. But, but, I mean, it just doesn't... It's not fitting. Like, they had this real deep orange and, like, really calming yellow logo before... And it was really neat looking. Like it, it was obtuse. It was it was unclear what it was trying to be, but it was artistic. And it was like, okay, that's that's their logo. You know what I mean? There's one person out there with a Bandai Namco logo, logo tattooed on them somewhere, and they're like, fuck. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I don't know. But hey, uh, moving forward again, the big the Game Awards, Jake, is showcasing December 9th. And it will have an audience present this time around. Uh, it'll be a big change from last year, um, in which nobody was present but Jeff Keighley and perhaps a couple couple guests. So they're they're moving back to having a live audience, which is kind of interesting. I'm fine with the Game Awards. We talk about it. it. It always we always have an episode where we talk about some of the Game Awards stuff, make some predictions and stuff every every show every year. But I, I guess it's 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 news, but it's not news. Nice to see that they're able to you know kind of resume but I, I still don't think we're through this pandemic by any stretch right now but maybe by December 9th we will be so it is what it is it's never ending yeah I think it's just gonna it's just event. I, I at this point I'm of a mind that like it's never gonna be over it's just that it's going to become a way of life yeah you might be on like something. things will things will ease up and stuff but like it's just like the whole you know, sort of in, insular, like protective kind of, uh, you know, jacket that everyone's wearing now, metaphorically, obviously, like everyone's like staying away from each other and wearing masks and it's like people so are being divisive about, too. Like, it's just, it's just going to become a way of life. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that it's going to go back to the way it was. So, you know, at this point it's like when people say things like, you know, when the pandemic is over, I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, cause by the time, like, it's quote unquote over. There'll be something else. So there'll be a new thing to be fearful of apparently. Yeah. So uh, good for the game awards. We received some news, Jake, that God of war Ragnarok, the delay that happened was due to the voice actor. So the voice actor announced on Twitter with no prompting from the company that he underwent some super, super serious surgeries involving hips needing replaced, knee surgery, back surgery, um, we wish him well on the team at Sony Santa Monica. Um, but this is why the gaming community shouldn't give studios shit for pushing back games because you don't know the whole fucking story all the time. So I hope any outspoken critics of the pushback feel like a big turd now and they learned a lesson. So, you know, it's, dude, that guy is awesome. Yeah. Christopher Judge. Yeah. 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 He's got such a dope voice. He's got a great voice. And it's just like one of those things because I'm sure there were some like God of War fans that were just like fuck Sony Santa Monica they told us this game was coming out of the game you know this and that and I'm sure there was some bad because that's just the nature of the internet these days but you know I hope that those people learned a little bit of a lesson of humility and embarrassment and felt ashamed for talking shit because 
you don't have the whole story. You know, you don't know. Well, people just need to chill the fuck out. There's tons of games to play. Just wait until it's done. It'll be better. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I don't I love, understand why mm-hmm. everyone gets so upset. I love it when people learn lessons the hard way like that, though. You know, and they, they, they say some dumb shit. And, you know, it turns out, you know, they were so sure of themselves. And then, you know, it turns out that there's something really grave, un, unknowing to their whatever, their their purview. They, that wasn't even in their sights. This crazy thing that if if you're a human, you should you should be sympathetic towards. And it puts their foot in their mouth so fucking fast. And I love that he tweeted this because it's awesome. So, again... I uh, hope hope he's doing well, and I and and hope Sony Santa Monica is uh, going to have a good release with God of War Ragnarok. I'm sure they will. But that was did you ever see? Did you ever see like the 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 um the video of him doing mocap with the boy that plays uh, Atreus? Atreus? I think I have. Yeah, it's like the scene like where they're talking when they're in the boat and stuff like that. It, it's like. Even like them sitting there in the fucking stupid mocap suits and stuff, like just the way the way that he presents and acts is just so powerful. And it's so cool to see like I'm excited for um Ragnarok. Like I I, I have never said this about a God of War game ever in my life yeah. until God of War twenty eighteen or whenever that game came out. Um I'm excited to see what happens with the story, like what happens with him and his kid and like all that stuff. And just seeing like how that character evolves. Uh, and a lot of it is just his, uh, his, um, his presence, you know, the right? way that he presents that character. His delivery, yeah. his presence. Yeah. Just his, he's very commanding. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. And we were just talking about this last episode. We were talking about Ride 4 on the PS5. We had mentioned how it would be really awesome if they could bring back demos and let us try this shit. So Sony has introduced what they are calling game trials, but only on first-party games at the moment and only on PS5. So in order to try this out, you have to go to the PSN and click the free trial option. The clock will start as soon as you start downloading the game. The two games that you can try a free trial on right now that you can sample until October 28th are Death Stranding's Director's Cut and Sackboy A Big Adventure, both games of which you've tried, Jake. I haven't tried either. But the trial seems to vary depending on the game, but you'll get six hours with Death Stranding and five hours with Sackboy, and any progress and trophies that you earn and re- you will retain should you decide to purchase the game later. The, the timer has to start when you start the game the first time. It can't start when you start downloading it. Says it because when you click on trial, boom, that starts the timer. That doesn't make any sense it because it'll take you six hour hours. hours to fucking download that's it. That's what the article fucking said. So don't don't. Be I believe shitty. you that that's what it says, but I can't believe that that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it either. But that's what it said, so that's what I reported. Uh, and Fair I, enough. I got that from Push Square. Um, not the whole write up, but the information. And uh, dude, speaking of, I started play. I I just for fun when I finished. Uh, uh, Psychonauts. I um, I downloaded MotoGP again because you were talking about Ride. Yeah, and uh, man, those games are so fucking hard. Those sim racer games. Mm. Like, I can barely even stay on the track. It took me a long time just to get good enough to be able to complete a race on the easiest difficulty. And uh, this, I want. I would love to be able to play a trial because mm. there's like another motorcycle ra- racing game that came out recently called Rims that looks really cool too, but. I just, whew. yeah. I, still, I can't. I can't bite the bullet on the money until I know I'm gonna enjoy playing it. Just buy a 3D printer and just print the disc. Yeah, just print the disc. Print the print the game system. It's easy. All right. No, but what's interesting? Digital Foundry, another YouTube channel that does really, really awesome uh, technical data on games, and you know the, they're counting frames and they're counting drops and stuff. They actually just posted a little video on that ride for video that had been circulating and what they found. And it was an interesting watch. So if you want to check that out, you can go over there and check it out. But uh, last 
but not least, of course, for the podcast, for today, there's a new teaser slash prototype gameplay trailer for a game being developed by, I can't pronounce it, it's a Tokyo studio, S-O-L-I-E-L, no idea how to fucking, I'm the worst at this shit. Salil, maybe? Salil? It's either either like Salil or or Soliel. It might even be like Soleil. Could be Soleil. Could be Soyel. Whatever the hell it is. But it's being directed by the director of Ninja Gaiden, and it's called Wanted Dead. And I gotta say, from what I've seen, it looks like there is potential here. It's a third-person game. It looks cool as shit, and the trailer indicates a release window of 2022 for the PS5. So, I know you probably haven't watched this trailer, but it actually looks pretty cool. And I just saw it today, which is why I'm thinking maybe you haven't seen it yet. But it looks pretty cool. So, it's called Wanted Dead. I think we can use a game like this. It it looks pretty visceral, like uh, bloody, violent, graphic, pretty in-your-face, the combat in the game. But it looks cool. And I think that this is prototype gameplay. If it's early gameplay, and they're not releasing it until 2022, which clearly is within, you know, 13 months. 2022 will be over, 14 months, whatever. But 15 months, whatever. (laughs) My math is so good. As you know very well, Jake, my math is awesome. (laughs) When I'm trying to divvy out the money from our gigs, I'm always like, what's this divided by that? And I'm always wrong. You guys are going to think I'm trying to cheat you. But anyways, that's all I had for the news. Are you watching that trailer? I was just pulling it up to see because I hadn't, I hadn't well, seen Well, why don't you watch before. it? Let me go through the new games, and then you watch that trailer while I go through the new games coming out this week. Sure. So October 4th, Hampuzz on the PS4, Probe, a game developer experience, a game dev experience, PSVR. October 5th, Agatha Christie, Hercule Parat, the first cases. Don't know what that means. PS4. Must be a murder mystery or something. Alan Wake Remastered, PS5, PS4. Hell Let Loose on the PS5. Jet the Far Shore comes out uh, on Wednesday, the 5th, which is tomorrow. I think, yeah, right? 5th is tomorrow. Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, PS5, PS4. Puzzle Bobble 3D, Vacation Odyssey, PS5, PS4. Rainbow Billy, The Curse of the Leviathan, PS4. Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania, PS5, PS4, October 6th, Art of Rally, PS5, PS4, and October 7th, Far Cry 6 for the PS5 and PS4. What do you think of that trailer, Jake? No, he's still watching it. He's still watching it. So, I guess what I'll talk about is I did download Hell Get Hell Hell Let Loose, not Get Loose, I keep saying Get Loose, and the PGA game that were the free plus games and Hell Let Loose seems like it could be awesome, but it also seems like it's going to suck all at the same time. So, uh, Hell Let Loose, yeah, it could be cool. I don't know. I'd, I'd be curious to see if you play it. What do you I think did. about it? I did. I, I spent, the. let me just, and then we can talk about the trailer, but what I did is I spent a lot of time in Hell Let Loose, 15 minutes before band practice today is all the time I spent with it. Looking at the map, trying to figure out where the fuck I was on the map. And then I hit a button. It was like, change the radio station. I'm guessing the frequency of something. I don't know what the fuck that was. And then hmm. there was, it wasn't really clear where I was on the map. But there were all these little dots. Not a lot of dots. And then I had a squad, but I couldn't figure out how to deploy onto my squad. So I deployed at the beginning at the HQ. And I walked for about 12 minutes through fields, through trenches all by myself and I could hear gunfire in the distance and I just fucking kept walking and then I died and it took me probably 12 minutes to get to the walking straight to get to the firefight and I didn't know when I had gotten there and I died (laughs) and I was like well I guess it's time for it was like one shot and I died too it wasn't like I just like there was not like Call of Duty and you turn a little red and you're like oh I gotta fucking run it was like boom dead and it was like you were killed and I was like Like, I don't even know what happened. The graphics were good. And what I do like so far about it, 15 minutes in, is that there's no obvious HUD. So it looks pretty realistic. You're using the iron sights. You have very limited shit. If you want to pull up a map, you're you're looking at a map. And you're just fucking in the middle of shit. So it's it's pretty simulation-like. It's weird. 
It's hmm. very weird. So almost like a almost like a Ghost Recon type game. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean it's not not like not like a Wildlands. I mean like no, OG not even Ghost close, Recon. Yeah, not even close to Wildlands. It's it's first person. But the, but the thing that drove me crazy is I'm just thinking like it feels like a game that was made for a computer that would work really well with mouse clicks. Mm-hmm. That doesn't quite translate to a controller right now. And it just came out. So I'm, sounds probably it sounds probably exactly what it is. Yeah, I think so. That's what it felt like. And I'm like, this game has potential. I guess if you learn how to do it all, it seems like it's a commitment, time commitment. But I might, I might try it again later tonight. We'll see. I'm sweaty from practice, so after this podcast and I get all the shit uploaded, I'm gonna go grab a shower and then I'm gonna sit down on the couch for the first time today. And uh, I may or may not power it up. I might just power up Darkest Dungeon, dude. <laughs> what do you think of that trailer for uh, Wanted Dead? It looks cool. It's hard to tell. Like, I know that it says it's early alpha footage or whatever. Yeah. But this is one of those games where, like, it could go either feel way. Feel is going to be everything. Like, it looks cool, but if it doesn't feel satisfying to do, like, all the shit that she's doing, like, lopping off limbs and all that crap. Yeah. Like, like if they can make it feel very visceral, almost like. Uh, you know, like a faster version. Like, you remember how the, speaking of the God of War, remember how the God of War combat felt like really so like visceral, good. like so dialed like, in. Even like the first, you know, the first, uh, like the last of us, when you would hit somebody, you would like fucking feel it. Yeah. Like I want, like, I want to have something like that and not like the typical, uh, it's filled light. But what I have a feeling like what it's going to end up being is like the typical Japanese third person action game where it's like everything is very like, well, it's button mashing. Like, the, I'm not necessarily commenting on the input so much. Mm-hmm. Is like the combat, like the feel of it, is very like, very. I don't want the floaty is not the right word, but like, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of impact going on. You know, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of like movement and slashing and all it's this. It's not kind very of shit fluid. There's not a lot of. It's not even so much fluidity. I don't know if it's just they don't translate all the impacts very well through the vibration in the controller or something, or like the sounds. The like sound it doesn't design feel very great. like weighty. Like it's not as satisfying as I want it to be. You want girth? Um, yeah, I want. I want my. I want my uh, girthy combat. He wants girth combat. So but we'll see. It looks cool. Like visually, it looks really cool, um, and it looks very like gory, it looks which cool, is kind man. of yeah, kind of neat. But uh, and it, like like I didn't really listen to the trailer all that much in terms of the audio. So I don't know kind of what the gist is like, maybe you're some kind of contract killer or something, but like, mm. or like a cop, I, I can't really fucking tell, but like, I love that they had like some kind of, you know, I did hear there was like some kind of like Rob zombie song in the background yeah. or some <laughs> shit, which like is awesome. Like, I hope that's what it is. Like, I want that to be like the aesthetic of the game. Yeah. Because that would be awesome. Ass, like, yeah. It almost it almost reminds me of what like if you replaced her character with John Wick, it would make a lot of sense. Like if you're having trouble figuring out what this looks like, it's just like she's sure. a badass. She's very good with guns. She's also clearly capable in hand to hand combat, and there's a lot of blood and violence. And she's just going through, just going through people. And like it almost looks like a, it almost looks like a. Like a Tarantino, like Kill Bill yeah. kind of thing, but like with guns and shit too, where she cool. can like actually do third person shooting and stuff. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I am interested for sure. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully it's it delivers. So there, that's all I have for the show, Jake. Is there anything that you want to chime in about? Oh, the the life of okay. So I'm just gonna read this for you. Yeah, yeah. This uh, the game will draw you into the life of Lieutenant Hannah Stone, the leader of a special task force who operates outside normal police boundaries and rules called the Zombie Squad. The Zombie Squad. Blah 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 blah. Sci-fi, fucking futuristic Hong Kong, yada yada yada. This is from HypeBeast.com. So, but there were no zombies um, in the trailer, so that just must be that they're badasses, right? It could just be that, like, that's just kind of like the flashy name, like the for Grim the Reaper that she's right, in. Yeah. But it does say that it's a sci-fi yet low-tech Hong Kong, so I don't know what the sci-fi part of it is. Maybe, you know, maybe there is some kind of a supernatural component to it. I don't know, but we'll, we'll have to see. It looks cool. Like, I'm excited to see more. We'll say that. Yeah. Wanted Dead. All right. And- I wonder if it's related to the, the movie Wanted, which was pretty bad. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. 
That Angelina Jolie was in that. Yeah, and uh, uh, what's Brad his Pitt? name played Professor X in the as a young uh, yeah, young I, Professor I, X. I don't remember his name. James McAvoy is that his name? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. We're getting off track, but why don't you look it up real quick so we can close the podcast down? Because now the yeah, listeners yeah, want to know. James McAvoy. Yep. All right. Fair enough. Continue. No, we're good. I think we're good, man. I got to get all this stuff uh, converted, uploaded. So what I've been doing, I used to set the podcast, honestly, to just air on certain dates and stuff. As soon as we record it, I put it up. So if you want to head over to our YouTube channel every once in a while, you can find it, maybe prematurely. And I I was... Mm, I was mm, I was tempting I was tempting fate maybe a little bit and thinking that like maybe when we hit 200 maybe migrating the podcast over to a I think it's a cast and uh, I'm just not sure how to do it so I'd like to do something and it might mess up with people's feeds I don't know but I think when you migrate stuff it's supposed to work pretty pretty easily but because we're pushing the Patreon, I'd like to have it interface with our podcast distributor because we don't really technically have one. We have a real backdoor way of getting our podcast out to everybody that I won't really go into detail about, but I feel like we're not doing it proper. And I feel like if we go through ACAST that we'll get a better idea of the actual listeners of the podcast and be able to integrate in and have more community-based stuff through Patreon and ACAST. So I thought about maybe for 200 we would try something, but I'm really nervous that it's not going to work and we're going to lose any progress we've made with doing the show. But I, I don't know. It, we might lose subscribers. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see. I don't know. It's something I'm tempted to think about. So listeners, be, be on the lookout. I don't know if I'm going to do it or not, but if we disappear around episode 200, go searching for us because we, we, we didn't quit. All right. So unfortunately, there's no music uh, closing track for the show, and we haven't had music closing track in a long, long time, but I've got two records coming out. Jake, you're going to be on one. It's a flood, and uh, i got a one upon the end record coming out soon. Well, not soon. We're starting recording process. So maybe we'll have to start showcasing some of that stuff. Uh, nobody's sending us music, and I wish they would. I have a lot of friends that play music, and a lot of people know I do the podcast. No one sends me music to put on the show, which is just ridiculous. It's free advertising. I want to help my friends out, but because my friends don't want to give me music or they're too lazy, if you're in a band or your friends are in a band and you want to put their songs on a podcast that arguably has at least some listeners – you should send it to us, awesome at gmail.com, and we will put it on the show. So, that's all I got. Jake, are you good? I'm good. All right. So, everybody, thanks for tuning in again to PS This Is Awesome, episode 191. We appreciate you. I'm going to go on vacation, and we'll be back when we get back. So, like Banner Saga, Bubble Bobble, and Bastion, PS, P.S. This, is this Is Awesome. Awesome. <laughs>